0: Welcome to episode 12, I believe, of Roll the Credits podcast uh, with Aaron and Brian. Um, Anyway, so we have quite a mega episode on TACC. On tack for you guys, um, review wise, we have reviews from both of us for Daredevil season three, which I finally finished up. Uh, I will also review uh, House of Cards season six, the final season, which I watched this week as well. Can't believe I got two season series out of the way in one week. That's crazy. Um, we'll also be doing a review for the movie The Death of Stalin, which um, I'd watched a few months back. Brian uh, rented this past week, and at the end of our reviews. I will be giving a review for The Girl in the Spider's Web, which I went to go see this past weekend, a sequel to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which came out, uh, six years ago, I believe, um, (laughs) in the Millennium series by Stieg Larsson, um, and then at the end of the episode, um, if this isn't kind of telling on my review, um, uh, we'll be doing our five worst movie sequels of all time, um... If that's any indication of how I felt about that movie, I hate to be a spoiler for you, but uh, stay tuned in, and uh, I'll let you know exactly what I liked and didn't like about it. Um, Anyway, so Brian, how was your week?
1: Uh, Week was pretty good. You know, went uh, actually I didn't really do much this week because I'm on call this weekend for work, so I didn't really do much at all this week. That was lame. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, uh, was very, very lame of you, Brian. Uh, I, like I said, I went to the movies on Thursday night, um, to go see Girl with spiders. um, and other than that, yeah, I didn't do a whole lot either. Uh, so anyway, um, outside of our uninteresting lives, let's jump forth into some news for the week, as usual, um, so, some relatively big stuff going on this week, um, in terms of the Disney World, um the Pokemon World, Netflix, um, and all all sorts of stuff, um, we'll jump right in here with uh, Willy Wonka, um, a new Willy Wonka movie, which I actually didn't realize until I, I read it, but apparently this has been on the docket for a little while. Um, it's going to be a prequel. It is not going to be, you know, a, another revamp of Willy Wonka and all that such. The main focus is on Wonka before the whole golden ticket thing um, and I guess um, how he became a recluse and all this other stuff um, could be interesting uh, months ago it was announced apparently that uh, Donald Glover and Ryan Gosling were on the short list but uh, things oh. obviously change pretty rapidly in Hollywood so who knows if that's still the case or not I
1: hope not I don't want any of them either <laughs> one of them being attached to this movie why? Um one, they're both fantastic actors and very talented and the last willy Wonka movie was not good
0: okay well first of all that's uh Tim Burton Johnny depp for you um yeah i was very good. i'm very not um a big fan of either one of them um yeah but i mean this is i mean this is supposed to, this i don't think is necessarily takes place within that realm of uh of uh, wonka i think it's just basically a beforehand account um and nothing more nothing less
1: i hope so i um, hope it's better
0: yeah i mean i think both of them would be entertaining especially donald glover um i think he definitely fits the part very well
1: very um
0: yeah i yeah, uh, very out kind of outgoing i think he could definitely play the part um I mean, I'm interested in it. Apparently, it's going to have the director from Paddington Two, 1 and 2 um, is on task to do that, which is why, in other news, uh, Paddington 3 is coming out, but won't likely have the same director as the first two. Um, that's all kind of attached together there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm interested. We'll see who ends up getting cast. Like I said, that was months ago that that happened, and, and both are held, you know pretty busy people in hollywood nowadays so a little bit so uh i mean we'll see we'll keep you guys updated um for sure going forward on what ends up happening with that um in other news um another well this is rather depressing uh (laughs) shrek and the puss and boots movies are apparently getting some sort of reboot um oh no it wasn't I, it didn't seem like it was really clarified on at least from what I read that it's a full reboot um I think they said they kind of want to revisit the originals in some f- fashion I, I really didn't understand a whole lot of what they were trying to say about it they never clarified whether it was a reboot or whether it's um kind of tacking on those movies yeah I I'm think... not about this um no. Shrek is obviously huge in, in meme culture nowadays, and so like that seems to be why I think they want to revamp it. Um, Comcast bought um, Comcast Universal bought um, DreamWorks a few years back. I guess this is one of the big things they want to kind of regain some of that money on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not about yes. it. I don't need I don't need more Shrek movies. the The first one, the first series was was fine enough. I don't. I'm out. Yeah,
1: no, it's I mean it's gonna be by the Illumination Company, which is the same company that's done that is pickle me and minions movies. Um so it's that type of animation. It they wanna bring back the same cast, which I don't understand if it's a, a reboot why you would want the same cast. I mean, I'm I'm totally against this. Like, why try and reboot something that was great to begin with? Like the first wreck movie It's just, it's a great movie, and it's hilarious. Why try and fix something that's not broken? Like, I know you want to make money, but, um, no. Don't, don't touch this.
0: (laughs) When I was researching this, uh, well, the attempted research, I can't believe shrek the original shrek came out in 2001
1: i uh, i know right it,
0: it like it does not feel like it was that long ago um it doesn't feel like i was like a real young kid when that that came out but uh yes. nevertheless it's a long time wow 2001. um yeah because one of my big issues was like why do you got to reboot it it hasn't been that long <laughs> you looked it but up and i mean like, yeah oh. it's i mean the original was you know 17 years ago um at least as of right now, who knows when it ends up coming out. But, yeah, I'm not about it. Uh, the originals are fine. Um, I mean, if they get the same cast and they, like, add on to the series, I-, I wouldn't be completely against it. I just don't want a reboot of it this yeah. early.
1: Didn't they end up doing, like, four movies, too, or something? Like, three or four of them? I
0: think. I know they did at least three. Um, I. They <sighs> probably did more, and they probably did, like, extra little side things too but yeah uh, i it's one of those things that like there was like a certain age where i kind of like stopped paying attention to animated films for like several years and so I yeah i don't know what
1: nothing god
0: anyway um speaking of illumination they are making a Super Mario brothers movie if anybody hasn't heard um, and they are making it a priority development for them and it could hit theaters as soon as 2022 um, which is still very far away yeah that's um, a
1: priority that's kind of real far away to have it come out
0: yeah well I mean you have a lot there's a lot of development there um, obviously um and the, I mean it's a priority but from what I read they want to Kind of uh, take their time on it um, strictly because of you know trying to make a suitable movie with depth to characters that really don't have very much depth, um, and making it so that fans of Super Mario Brothers and all that stuff actually enjoy the movie, uh, which is hard to do considering video game movies are typically pretty bad. Yeah, um,
1: like 99% of them are suck
0: i don't know i don't know if i'd say 99 but like it, it's definitely up there um yeah uh i don't know uh we'll see if anything goes farther with this um well the the mario brothers there's just not a lot to like depth to them i don't know how they're gonna successfully make a movie out of them but we'll see um hey
1: man they're plumbers who save princesses like what else could you ask for
0: a lot. I can ask for a lot more. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, uh, we'll turn our uh, attention a little bit here to Disney now. Um, Marvel, uh, their uh, new movie coming out in a, probably a few years here, uh, The Eternals. Um, I know very little about The Eternals comic book-wise. Again, I'm not a avid comic reader. I learn about these characters as the movies approach. Uh, but apparently, going to be one of their bigger franchises here, moving into the next phase um, of Marvel, the next decade. Uh, could pr- their first Eternal movie could begin production in September, from what I read. Possible late 2020 release, n- November, maybe if they they hit their marks on it. Um, Brian, do you have any enlightenment on the Eternals that you could spread to anybody here, especially me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I think we uh, mentioned it a couple episodes ago when they had finally uh, attached a director to it. But there's not really much known about it, other than in the comics, at least. It's about it's a race of immortal beings uh, who just who secretly lived on Earth, shaping its history and civilizations and stuff. I don't know. I mean, seems sounds interesting, but it's also Marvel, so it'll probably be a good movie. So
0: yeah, I mean nobody really knew a whole lot about the guardians of the galaxy leading into those movies and they were yeah. hit so i yeah, mean not we'll, that so we'll see um you said a, mor- a mortal superhero i don't need fucking immortal superheroes um anyway disney streaming service uh i know this is probably something a lot of people have have seen in the news yep. um they have officially named it it is disney plus with the plus sign not mm-hmm. saying plus yeah. um with that it the feel, best name actually i'm into it um considering their the espn service is espn plus same way i like them kind of keeping it simple um i i i do enjoy i do like it i I will say that it's it's simple it goes on brand with their other streaming services that they have through different other platforms true um so it makes sense um two official series confirmed besides the star wars mandalorian series um the we are going to get a prequel to rogue one via tv series i believe Mm -hmm. um with diego luna reprising his role as cassian andor um, and yes. we are officially getting a Loki series um, with Tom Hiddleston that's been confirmed. Still haven't... Uh, Scarlet Witch series still hasn't been confirmed. A um, few other things, but I'm sure things will come along as that goes on. Um, a hot first three things to come... Uh, be announced sure. here by the Disney for their streaming service. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars, and Marvel. Like, you... Just by those three alone, you probably gained a million subscribers.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to get my money probably right off the bat, because I assume the Ma- uh, Mandalorian TV show is probably going to be like as soon as it, it kicks off, probably. Yeah. Um, And we'll see where these other ones lie. Yeah, uh, this is something I'm really excited for. Disney will definitely get my money. Uh, I hope it doesn't cost a whole lot. Um, that's I, think, really-
1: I think from what I heard is that uh, at least at first, it's going to be uh, cheaper than Netflix, just because it's not going to have as vast of a library as Netflix. Now, I mean, as popularity grows and they add more stuff to it, the price will increase, as has Netflix in past years. But they've stated that it's going to start out cheaper than what Netflix is. So
0: Good. Well, this effectively kills off any chance I had of probably going back to getting another Hulu subscription or something like that. So. Uh, I only got room in my life for four subscription services, so... Only four? Uh, actually it's five, or this will be the fifth one. So yeah, I gotta cap it at five, I can't be spending more money on it. Actually it's technically six, I also have the ESPN <laughs> Plus one, I forgot about that. I'm sure uh, it's not
1: like seven or eight or something.
0: No, I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, <laughs> which I don't technically count those as a streaming service because I use it more for the the, the shipping, shipping service and, yeah. and other variable enough. things and I really don't watch a whole lot of their um online content. I have ESPN Plus, I have the WWE network and I have a um Demand Progress which is a uh, independent wrestling promotion from England. Um, so yeah, this will this will cap it off for me. I effectively won't go back to Hulu or HBO probably from here on out. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. All my fellow Pokemon fans, um, if you haven't heard, there is a movie coming out called Detective Pikachu, which yeah. I actually knew nothing about. Um, the fact that this is apparently a video game, um, I had no idea that, that it was a video game when it was first announced as a movie. I was very critical like it's probably gonna suck early reactions from from some people that have seen it is that it, it's mostly positive um and that's even considering the movie apparently wasn't fully done um for it uh, i guess they still had um some rendering issues i guess with with pikachu and a few other things um high praise for ryan reynolds who is voicing pikachu in this movie <laughs> I like. I can't. I'm really excited for this now. Uh, yeah, high praise for Ryan Reynolds. His comedic timing in the movie apparently is is all, very Which on point. Which makes
1: sense. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, it, if you've seen Deadpool, obviously you know. Like Ryan Reynolds was great at that. Um, the first trailer is actually expected to, to drop. I believe this month. Um, I didn't catch when the release date for this movie is, but um,
1: I don't even. I don't know. <laughs> um Um, here's the thing that i heard (laughs) that just made me laugh about is that they said like pikachu is going to be quite realistic in this and like they're (laughs) trying to make him seem uh like rocket raccoon-esque like realistic so (laughs) i don't know man i
0: i don't know hey i'm I'm all on board for this. This is going to be a must-see for me. I don't care what the actual reviews are when it first comes out. Like this is going to be something I see in the first weekend.
1: Oh, here we go. It's a uh, May 2019
0: release. Uh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, wait, you say May May of next year? Yeah,
1: May of next year. Same. Oh,
0: shit. We Detective Pikachu and it's, Avengers 4 in the same it's, month. It's,
1: uh, <laughs> it's the week after Avengers 4. So. Oh,
0: yes. May, it's going <laughs> to rock next year. Uh, <laughs> all
1: right. I don't know. Whatever. Oh,
0: shit. I'm so hype. Um, yeah, and apparently there's a lot of like little uh, Pokemon Easter eggs and stuff for people in this. It um, better be. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, apparently, like, they're going to have, like... I, I guess it's, for those unaware, it's, you know, Pokemon and, and aren't necessarily, like, I guess, wild animals so much in this. Um, I guess they're more... I mean, clearly... I mean, like, Pikachu became a detective, so yeah, clearly, like, there's some sort of more human element way. to it. Um. So, I guess we'll see a lot of, of Pokemon just kind of, you know being kind of human-like, I guess. Um, I I don't really know how else to explain it really. Um, but yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, You want to hear the description
1: of this on IMDb?
0: Yeah, hit me with it.
1: In a world where people collect pocket-sized monsters, aka Pokemon, (laughs) to do battle, a boy comes across an intelligent monster who seeks out to become a detective.
0: Awesome. I... (laughs) oh man so is he different than the other
1: Pokemon like because they literally describe normal Pokemon in that but then there's this intelligent monster which I'm assuming they're referring to Pikachu
0: definitely definitely, Pikachu. like that is like that synopsis I don't know who's developing this movie but that (laughs) synopsis was clearly given by somebody who's never paid attention to Pokemon ever Um, and they were just like man how do we this is crazy how do we we write this up call it intent- a monster and i'm an even going monster. back to even going back to calling it uh, pocket monsters like like it's 1996 or something like yep well whatever, whatever i'm excited for it oh anyway anyway to move on from uh a little detective Pikachu. Um, (laughs) uh, a new movie, uh, now starring John, uh, John Boyega and Letitia Wright, um, cast as the leads for a movie called Hold Back the Stars. Um, not a lot known about this. Um, it is apparently a, uh, sci-fi space rom, um, and was described as a combination of Romeo and Juliet meets gravity. So, uh, I mean, it's good leads for the cast. Um, I'm not much of a sci-fi guy, and I'm not much of a uh, romantic movie person. But uh, what you? Yeah, shocker, right? Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, as more stuff comes out, but this was gaining a lot of traction. It's, it wasn't bought up by anybody yet. They're they're kind of still. Uh, it's expected to be bought up here soon, and definitely attaching to. Them two breakout stars from this past year for year sure. and a half um will definitely help it there um so look for that to probably end up that'll probably end up being like i don't know if i'll call 2022. it 22 yeah i don't know if i'll call it a blockbuster but it'll definitely be like probably a pretty prominent release among um as it goes forward too um in the netflix world um if you are a fan of animes um netflix has some good news for you um they are developing a Pacific Rim-based television series, if you've seen the movies, um, which makes kind of... No, that makes sense. That'll <laughs> definitely fit in. Um, and Altered Carbon, one of their original series, they are making an anime movies for it.
1: Oh, that's to be anime. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just a the movie they were making out of it.
0: Uh, Interesting. I'll have to double-check and get back to everybody on that next week. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read it as animes for both of them um as they try to kind of get i mean they've been focusing pretty heavy on anime recently so we'll see how that ends up going i never saw the altered carmen uh television series again not a huge sci-fi guy so i apologize on that front um pacific room one was very good pacific room two was not very good um nope so uh, yeah, we'll see. If you're a fan of any animes and either one of those series, that'll definitely probably run up your alley. Um, I'm not outside of Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, so uh, I'll make that known now. Um, we know. Anyway, it now. yeah, now everybody knows. <laughs> and moving on to the best news uh, of the week.
1: Just waiting for it.
0: Uh, I I had it originally in the middle here, but I had to put it to last just because it's so great. <laughs> Guys, there's going to be a Breaking Bad movie. <laughs> and when I read this at work the other day, I almost shit my pants. Um, it, <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm very excited. It was announced kind of casually this week that Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad, um, is working on a feature-length film, I believe. Um, I don't know whether it's just going to be like an AMC uh, television movie or if it's going to be like an actual theatrical release. Um, but it is likely, from what we're told, based around Jesse Pinkman post Breaking Bad. Um, and also, Brian Cranston has said that he is, if Vince calls him up for it, he is absolutely taking it and definitely going back to do it. I don't really know how that'll work, considering, obviously, you know, I've, it's been out for a while. If you haven't seen it, obviously, Walt dies at the end of Breaking Bad um so if it, it is set afterwards which is just what it looks like I don't really know outside of um kind of like look back scenes and stuff like that how they'd fit that in I but don't know. I on. you you do whatever you gotta do to get him back in there as well but um I think it's pretty cool that the, assuming that's what they end up doing that they'll follow Jesse after the events of the um ending of Breaking Bad to see what he ends up doing um So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm very excited for that. I cannot wait. Super um, excited to see what happens. And apparently it's beginning production this month from what I I read. So um super stoked and super stoked that it's gonna be coming around relatively soon, that means. Um and I hope it is at least half as good (laughs) as the T V show. Um anyway, Brian if it's
1: half as good as the TV show, it'll probably be a pretty good movie.
0: Yes, yes, it would. Um, Uh yeah that we'll see hopefully they bring some exciting. more yeah hopefully they'll bring some more people back from that and uh you know we'll see see what ends up happening um anyway brian you got any more news for us uh that i did not mention
1: uh two little things that i just want to mention uh one a show that i love uh, brooklyn 99 uh that was originally canceled by fox back in this spring and then like a week later picked up by nbc uh, they released that the new season will be coming out January tenth. It's a Thursday. Super stoked for this. I'm a big fan of the show. It's hilarious. It's it's smart. Andy Samberg does a great job in it, and the yeah, Andre Bauer as it's great. If you haven't watched it, you sh- if you have if you're able to, you should watch it. It's a, one of the best comedies on television on basic normal cable, I think. So, and the other thing. Uh, Deadpool 2 the PG-13 version that we had talked about a couple episodes ago or whatever uh, they kind of gave us more details on that this week um, one it's going to be called Once Upon a Deadpool <laughs> um, it is having a limited release from December 12th to December 24th the 12 days leading up to Christmas um, it, every dollar every dollar of a ticket buy is going to the F Cancer campaign, which is awesome for them to do. Um, but the way that they're going to be like censoring it, um, obviously since the original movie is a hard-R movie, is that they're, is Ryan Reynolds is going to be his Deadpool character telling the story to um, adult Fred Savage in bed in his Bears jersey. Exact replica of how princess bride was told it's (laughs) he (laughs) like when ryan reynolds gave this pitch for the pg-13 movie he was like just let me kidnap fred savage and then he had to explain it but like you should look up the picture of it it's just hilarious like they built the set it looks just like it and it's fred savage (laughs) sitting there in his bearish jersey and deadpool telling him the story of Deadpool 2, but then, you know, centering it here and there for his quote-unquote young ears, so I and they film new stuff for it, which makes it even better, so I'm very excited for this I, I think you are, too, to see this in those two weeks that it'll be out, so uh, that's about it for me
0: Alright, uh, I didn't realize that they were actually, I thought that was kind of just a marketing ploy that they were gonna have uh, Fred Savage in, in that role, but yeah, that's, no, that's that's tremendous that that's actually happening. Like and I, I'm much more interested just to see how I this ends up going.
1: Love a Princess Bride in that they're just kind of <laughs> mimicking it and mocking it, but also mirroring it. It's just great, and I think it'll be hilarious.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's certainly a. a it's it's a good like play on play on that, um, comedically speaking. Um, anyway, so uh, we'll get into our. A, big-time uh, review segment here. We uh, Like Double. I mentioned at the top of the program, uh, we've got a solid full reviews for everybody out there um, in a week that I thought for sure there was going to be maybe one at most. Um, so, anyway, uh, Daredevil Season 3, Brian, uh, you finished it before me. I'll pass it on to you to go ahead with uh, your review for that first.
1: Alright, I don't want to sound like I'm coming on too strong, but... This is one of, if not the greatest season of television I've ever watched. Uh, it just, it builds and builds and builds. And like one of the issues that Netflix has had in the past with at least, with multiple their shows, and but mainly specifically their Marvel shows, is that somewhere in the middle, like, you know, episode seven, eight, nine, or whatever, there's a lull and it gets like, you, it's 13 episodes, but you're like, oh, this could have been wrapped up in 10 episodes or whatever that doesn't happen in season three of Daredevil. devil like and it's just it builds and there's twist after twist the acting is fantastic they introduced uh the character bullseye into this uh who if you don't know who that is the character in the comic books who is extremely accurate with basically any item you put in his hands um, he
0: uh he was a villain in the daredevil movie featuring ben affleck we don't need to if, talk if about you've, that. If you've seen the movie,
1: <laughs> if you have, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, nobody should have had to watch that. But <laughs> it, well, they brought Wilson Fist back as the main villain as uh, he was in season one, but he now in season three is his full, full-on kingpin character. He has like full reign uh, of. Of sports of New York City, he has so much power, and as the show divulges, it goes on. You realize how thought out his plans are, and just how deep his power actually goes. It's like, ugh, <laughs> it's so good. I want to watch it again. I just don't have the time. Like, I, it made me after I finished it. I want, I wanted to just immediately start back at season one and watch through it all again. It's if you have watched any of the uh, Daredevil before, or just have Netflix and are a fan, or even a slight fan of superhero shows or movies, or whatever, go watch this because this season is fantastic. There's one last thing I'll add because I could go on for a while, but this thing, like one thing, the Marvel Netflix shows are kind of popular for is that they have like a hallway fight scene. That's like a it's a one shot scene. That's just constant filming without it going. It's simply like three, four minutes long. And it's pretty epic to watch. In season three, there's a thirteen minute one shot scene that's a prison fight scene. That just goes and goes. Like that's that requires so much talent and skill and the cinematography from that. <sighs> okay, I could keep talking, so I'm gonna pass this over to you, Aaron, and so you can praise it as well.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. Alright, yeah, so, um, I I mean, at its core, season three is very dark, um, it is a, you cannot look at it as a, and and the other seasons are like this too, but not nearly as much, you can't look at it as a, I, I, at no point do I look at it as a comic book, uh, television show, um, to me it is strictly a crime drama, um, see that here to a large extent um that's kind of the way i look at it because it doesn't present itself as a comic book movie um and the basis of seeing you know when you go out and see a marvel movie you know you're gonna get a bunch of like ha ha's in there and there's gonna be some you know unrealistic weird dumb stuff that might get thrown in there doesn't mean it's bad but um i mean this isn't that uh it's just it is dark (laughs) and i mean that both in the way it's shot and just the um, overall mood and feeling as it as it progresses on, as um, you know, Matt Murdock and and his Daredevil character um, start to kind of get a little darker, so that they can fight the um, you know the kingpin Wilson Fisk um, and Bullseye and and the FBI and, and everybody in there um, that ends up becoming a villain or such. Uh, it's, like I mentioned to you, like you said earlier, I mean, it might be the best um, Netflix original television um, season that they've produced yet. Uh, and, and coming on the heels of, you know, Luke Cage being canceled and Iron Fist being canceled, I mean, the, this is some of the best work I've seen for a television series ever, really. Yeah. Um uh, Wilson Fisk I cannot say it enough is one of the most well developed characters within the Marvel entire complex not talking cinematic universe talking that and TV and all that stuff uh, I mean he's been well drawn out for three seasons now um, and the fact that they don't just you know kill the guy off right away like they, it feels like they do for like everything is tremendous they actually let a story build between him and Matt and, and Karen and And foggy and and everybody um it's tremendous it's it's great work all around um it and and the best way i can describe it is if you've seen you know if you've seen the dark knight um it, it feels more like that than it does a you know marvel cinematic movie type thing um where where it's dark it doesn't Like I said before, it does not feel like you're watching a comic book. It feels more like you're watching a a full crime drama um, play out through the course of 13 episodes. Um, It's tremendous. I cannot recommend it enough. If you like these types of um, TV shows, if you haven't seen it yet, or if you haven't seen any of Daredevil yet, uh, I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, If you haven't seen Season 3 yet, I highly recommend you put it at the top of your watch list um, and get around to it as soon as possible. Um, Anything you want to add at the end here before we switch over to the next one?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, if you are going to watch it, don't just skip Season 3. Obviously, watch. You can feel all the great backstory that builds up to it. Um, But it's really, yeah, I like your comparison to The Dark Knight. Um, It's just really, he realizes in order to fight the darkness that is Wilson Fisk he has to become darkness and just give in um uh, but he enjoys what he does which makes it even darker but it's just
0: fantastic alright yeah so that's our Daredevil season 3 review um I will move on now uh so this past week I also got around to uh finishing and watching the entire um final season, season 6 of House of Cards um
1: yeah, it's in only, like, six episodes or something. Eight?
0: Uh, I think it was eight episodes. Um, it. If anybody's watched the show before, I mean, it's a tremendous series overall. Um, and don't let... you know Season six, I don't think, takes away too much from it. They were clearly dealt a bad hand with all the, the allegations against Kevin Spacey coming out and, and him having to be gone from the show and, and all the stuff. And, and they made the right calls on all that stuff, clearly. Um... It's clearly the worst season that they've had, though, um, which is, uh, it's not saying a lot, like, it's still very watchable, it's still good, Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up to all the other seasons, and a lot of that is the fact that you no longer have Frank Underwood to play off of, I mean, the entire season is revolved around, clearly, if you've seen the series before, if you've seen the um, teaser trailers beforehand, you know they play off that Frank died um, off camera. Um, for this series, season, it's a lot based around who killed him, um, and, and all this other stuff. And, and I mean, Robin Wright's still incredible as Claire. Now Claire Hale, as she she takes her uh, old name back um, as she's now president of the united states uh and it builds a collision course between her and doug stamper michael kelly's char- character in it if you know um from past seasons he was you know frank's kind of right-hand man who did all the dirty deeds like killing people and such uh <laughs> to get them out of the way um so that's kind of fun it- it just... I don't know. It's just... It feels like it's lacking a lot of things. There's some fun moments. It starts to kind of build towards the end. Um, there's, you know, talk of assassinations and stuff against her. And, and all this other stuff. And and the potential for... Nu- they, like, throw in nuclear war and assassinations and all this. It just doesn't feel... It feels like they tried to cram so much into such little time. And, and without building a lot. And, and there's new characters introduced. It's just... Uh, it was good it just it constantly felt like it was kind of lacking uh uh, quite a bit um but like i said i mean it's still you know robin wright was great as claire again uh as she always is in the series um it's worth a watch i I mean obviously if you've seen the first you know five seasons definitely watch this last one um to kind of just close the chapter that chapter on your life they left it somewhat open-ended i guess and case they ever wanted to go back and do like maybe a movie or something going forward or or something like that but um i don't know we will see how that goes going forward um brian do you want to get us kicked off with a death of stalin review
1: sure um so this is a movie you you had watched a couple months ago uh you enjoyed it uh i don't want to get into your little bit of review at all but you recommended it uh it's very very funny it got it got pretty good uh, actually got great critic reviews uh somebody else i knew had seen it and thought great things about it so i was like oh, i don't have anything to go be anywhere this weekend so i figured i'd rent it and it was good i enjoyed the movie it was, it's a lot of uh political satire that's uh given with a serious tone and it's it's pretty funny throughout um I don't know how accurate it is with the actual events revolving the death of Stalin. Uh, but it's it's well done. The uh, cast is a good job uh, delivering delivering the, their comedic satire. Um, very political, but it works out. It, it was kind of, not dragged a little bit, but there was kind of in the middle, I felt a little lull, like it was 8.30 at night and I was starting to nod off a little bit. I mean, but it, it, it picked back up, so I enjoyed it. I think I gave it a 75 out of 100, so.
0: <laughs> do you, um honest question, do you, is there ever any movie you watch where you don't lull off in the middle of it? I, um, I just, yes. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like most of our reviews, um, you mentioned something about, the a middle lull? having a lull. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> but not all movies do I nod off during. Like it's I like I don't fall asleep or nod off during many movies, and if I do, I th- I take that as a sign that there's a at least at that point of the movie a dull part of the movie that's not very good. So
0: maybe you just need to get a good night's sleep, and that won't happen.
1: Maybe you know, Aaron. Maybe
0: get yourself get your, get yourself a Lisa mattress or any other mattress company that would like to sponsor us Uh, (laughs) uh, um yeah so i mean i gave it an 85 out of 100 from when i saw it um our combo score for it was an 81.6 which i will get around to putting up on our facebook page (laughs) hopefully soon um it actually, it was actually four points higher until you put your 75 in. I went to go check that earlier yeah. today. Um, so I'm disappointed in you for knocking it down like 10 movies on our list for the year. I don't think it was a full uh, 10 movies. It was quite a bit because it was pretty high on it and I had I think to go it was searching within, for it.
1: I think it was with close to the top 10. It was maybe in that 10 to 15 range and then it dropped down to close to 20 on our list yeah. maybe.
0: Um, I mean, eighty one point six is still very good. Um, yeah, very good score. I think it, it was really funny. It tackles a dark, it kind of tackles a dark piece in history with a, a shot of really kind of sensational humor. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie was just like the fact that like, if I remember correctly it felt like nobody used like a russian accent during it (laughs) and everyone kind of just talked in their normal voice which i thought was was really funny like obviously you're going for it and i'll talk about a little later about bad accents and stuff like that but uh (laughs) yeah I, i mean i found it really really funny and it was a movie that going in like i i never really had it on my watch list and and i read reviews for it it was like an 88 i know like i saw other podcasters and stuff like that put it up and, and say that it, like, they gave it like 90s and stuff and i was like well i was like i guess i gotta see it you know it's got um i believe steve buscemi's in it um jeffrey, jeffrey tambor's in it uh, several other uh notable names you would I recognize think, them yeah yeah a lot of people you'd recognize it's a great cast and everybody holds their own and, and it's really funny um I, I highly recommend it for anybody that's into good comedy or history or anything like that. Uh, yeah, you'll it, definitely get a a pretty fantastic laugh out of everything and, and how they kind of tackle it. and It's it's good. It's all around. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah,
1: it combines real life historical events with comedic satire. It's it's great. I mean, I wouldn't say okay, not great, but it's number sixteen <laughs> on our list for the year, guys. So that's still in the top twenty. And that's a very good score so. and
0: that's out of like 50 some movies so like yeah. yeah I get stuff that's
1: running. out of 60 actually so
0: wow 60
1: it's only November let's go
0: nah, I still have like 5 or 6 movies on my list who are going to see um and <laughs> so yeah that's our uh, review of Death of Stalin and finally don't do it uh <laughs> the girl in the spider's web oh huh. uh, <laughs> Uh oh no. That's my <laughs> <laughs> That really that really bad accent I just gave um Oh, as, part of it is like I didn't like the accents in this movie. Um If anybody saw First oh, Man, man. um, uh, Claire Foy has a really does a really good southern accent. But for some reason, I don't know what it is with uh British folks, but they do tremendous southern uh accents. Um i didn't really care for the uh swedish accents that were in question how
1: long did you practice that accent
0: uh not very long uh i said it a few times in the theater and i think some people looked at me strange because <laughs> i like i, I would don't know i don't know why like when every time i saw the title i just kept going The girl in the spider's web <laughs> uh, and, and it's like it's not even like You know, it's not like that's not Swedish accent, it sounds German, yeah. Like, I don't know why, but every time I read the title and thought about Europe, I just immediately went to that voice. Um, but yeah, the accents were very good. There, it's just, um, I, I didn't like Claire Foy's accent that well, um, or that much, I should say. Uh, Cameron Britton, who's also in it, who's an American, I believe, an American actor, um. Who played Edmund Kemper, for anybody out there that had watched uh, season one of Mindhunter. He's in it as well, playing, I believe, a Swedish person and uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, I gave it a 55 out of uh, 100. Uh, combo score came in at 53.1. It's now the fifth lowest movie that, uh, on Lovely our list year. this year. Yeah, yikes. Um, I'm... A big part of it is that I'm perpetually confused by everything surrounding this movie. Um, (laughs) So for those who have or have not seen the first one, um, this is essentially a sequel to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, Is it to be a
1: continuation from the movie?
0: imdb tells me that it is and from research it says that it is a continuation from that
1: it's a completely different cast
0: (laughs) look man i'm tackling that issue here in my review in a second (laughs) i'm working my way there um so yeah uh 2011 we got the girl with the dragon tattoo with uh rooney mara playing uh lisbeth salander um a swedish hacker um lady from the Millennium book series by Stieg Larson. um, and, um, Daniel Craig playing, uh, Mikael Blomkist, I believe the name is, um, a reporter directed by David Fincher, who is a fantastic director. If you've seen any of his work, uh, he's tremendous. Um, and that movie was great. It's fantastic. I believe I gave it like an 80 or an 85, um, in my IMDB account. Um this just uh so this is seven years later um salander is now played by claire foy um she got plastic surgery you
1: know right yeah uh, Mara just got plastic surgery to look like her blumquist
0: is played by an actual swedish actor now um and i'm definitely gonna get the name wrong it's like uh hold on give me one second i'll get to it then but um anyway it's just um, it feels like there's nothing to it except just a lot of action. Uh, for some reason, Salander has become um, a female Ethan Hunt, I guess is the best <laughs> way to say. It. It's just, it, I don't know. It's, it feels so ridiculous the whole way through. um They skipped over two books. Like this is the fourth book apparently in the series. And I, look, I apologize for anybody who's read all the books. Maybe this actually does come in second in terms of a lineage, um, in some way, which, but that confused the hell out of me. So you have a new cast, you have a new director in, uh, Fede Alvarez, I believe. Um, it just, uh, God, everything about it just was not good. Um, it's pretty dull for three the first three-fourths of the movie um it it doesn't really do anything um i mean it sets it up but there's a lot of stuff going on um it's there's no substance really very little flash going on like i said salander basically has just now become just a a female action star uh which is very weird because i clearly wasn't the character in the first one um now, if you can survive the first three-fourths of the movie, though... No there's a art, you know. Yeah. I mean, take a nap. Go get some new popcorn or something. I don't... Do something for three-fourths of the... And then just watch the last, like, 30 minutes. The final um, castle scene is a decent bit of fun, I will say. Like, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, the cast is... It's not anybody's best performance in the cast, which is a letdown, because... Uh, there's definitely some some great people in it. Uh, like Keith Stanfield plays a um, NSA agent who goes ends up going over there to try and find uh, Salander and ends up sort of kind of teaming with her, I guess, um, which was kind of odd. Um, yeah, just nobody's no definitely nobody's best best performance. Definitely not Claire Foy's best performance. A month after seeing First Man. Um, I, I just don't... I, I, I don't recommend this movie at all um, to anybody. Uh, I mean, if you're somewhat interested, don't waste your money going to the theater. Don't waste your time going to the theater. Just wait for it to come out on Redbox. Because it's... Yeah, it's it's not very good. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm not going to take up any more time. Well, um, no.
1: What's, what's the biggest thing you're upset about this movie casting-wise? You have to say
0: it. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I did a little more research on this. I'm glad you mentioned this. Actually, I'm not glad you mentioned this because I don't want to see here. Try to contain
1: this rant, please.
0: Okay, so I was reading and like, so uh, yeah. Alicia Vikander was apparently in the running for this role. She's actually Swedish. What? <laughs> Why? I don't know if there was another offer for another movie. I don't know if like Tomb Raider took it over or whatever. I, I have no other backstory.
1: She's also an Oscar-winning actress.
0: But, well, I mean, Claire Foy's won Emmy, so, like, let's not pretend that, like, they downgraded a lot. Yeah. yeah. But you picked an actual Swedish actor in, um... I'm, I'm still... I'm not gonna even say the name. Uh, <laughs> he, plays, he plays Bjorn Borg in Borg versus McEnroe, if you've seen that movie. But, um... Yeah, like, I, like when I saw that, I was like, well, yeah, here's your problem. <laughs> you haven't not a lot of globally known Swedish actors and actresses. You You have one one who's won an Oscar. And he gave the part to Claire Foy. And you didn't even bother to bring back Rooney Mara. ...who was fantastic in the first one. I, I don't know. A lot of things I'm very angry about with this movie um, in general. Uh, and that was just another one to tack it on. Um, so it easily could have been better. That would have definitely taken over the whole accent thing that I had an issue with. But whatever. I digress. I'll move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my review for The Girl in The Spider's Web. Um, Jeez, <laughs> What is wrong, Brian?
1: All right, so guys, we're gonna move on to our top five. The top five worst no 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 sequels, don't, <laughs> don't.
0: of all time. Um uh, oof.
1: <laughs> uh. okay. I'll start us off with the top five. Look, <laughs> worst sequels I know of all you time.
0: think that my accent's really bad, but the great thing about this is, this is my lead up to <laughs> um, trying to get a movie to star alongside Leo because that's how Leo's going to win more oscars if he acts alongside me because it's just going to look so much better um and i'll just do my
1: that's your that's okay
0: yeah i'm just going to do my german accent the whole time (laughs) like that's just the whole movie uh well it's going to be a buddy cop movie too um (laughs) you heard it
1: here first gonna be a buddy cop movie with Aaron Folsom and Leonardo DiCaprio, the Oscar yeah. winning Happy Birthday Leo,
0: the, the true goat by the way. Um so yeah, anyway. Uh let's move on. Our top 5 for the week is the worst sequels we've ever seen. Uh Brian as usual, I'm going to pass it over to you cuz I need to stop talking for a second.
1: Oh, okay. Um looking at this list, I had to go back um kind of do some research cuz I mean there's Sequels tend not to be as good as the original one. Um, but you can't just include all of them on the list because they're worse than the first movie. But there are some pretty bad sequels out there. Um, the number five on my list um, is Son of the Mask, which is the sequel to the Mask movie with Jim Carrey. And uh, Cameron Diaz is in that. That's a pretty funny movie, the first one. Uh, it's, it's Jim Carrey in in his glory days. when It was very hilarious. Um, but this the second one... It's been a long time since I saw it. I think it came out in the mid-2000s. I think I saw it then in the late 2000s or whatever. And as soon as I saw this, um, as like I was looking through my ratings of low-rated movies, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh yeah, this was a terrible movie. I have to include it on the list. Uh, so, the... I don't really remember too much about it other than that it, was, it sucked. So, I'll pass it over to your number five.
0: Alright, my number five. Um, I had a little bit of trouble with this because I, as I was going through I was like, you know, I haven't really watched a lot of really bad sequels, I guess, in my entire lifetime. Um, I've kind of shied away from them, or it's been very long since I've seen them. Um, number five. So, I I inserted uh, Z-Girl and spiders Veb at number five on this. Um, and I don't really need to say anything more. It just, in comparison to the first... Uh, movie in the series it was just not very very good
1: okay well um, I'll let you rule on this one if it counts um, oh boy number four uh, Transformers 2, 3, 4 and 5 I, yeah, I, sure I, I couldn't just make them the entire no list.
0: I mean that, no, that counts I have something like that later on because
1: so. <laughs> the first Transformers movie it's a decent movie now it's not great by any standards but it's a decent good action movie and then it just goes downhill from there, and they get worse and worse. Like, I haven't—I didn't even see the last, the most recent one. Um, I don't know. After they threw ro- robotic dinosaurs in there, I was just—I was done. <laughs> so the, those group movies are my number four.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, my number four is Major League Two. Um, Major League, the original, is a cult classic, a fantastic film. That You don't have to be just a baseball fan to love and enjoy. Uh, Major League 2 just sucked. Um, it wasn't very good at <laughs> and it wasn't anywhere near as good as the original. Uh, so, yeah, Major League 2 comes in number four for me. Go ahead.
1: All right. Number three for me. Um, disclaimer, I mainly watch these movies because my sister was really into them. Uh, the Twilight <laughs> movies...
0: Don't lie to us, Brian. Look. Just embrace it. Embrace look, your vampireness.
1: My sister was obsessed with the movies, and I, I'll watch any movie if I have the time to. And especially <laughs> if, <laughs> if uh, my ticket's being bought. Like, sure, yeah, I'll go see it then.
0: Oh, shit, um, why didn't you say that? I took you to go see Halloween with me.
1: <laughs> almost any movie.
0: Yeah, see, I knew there was a catch.
1: There's a catch. There's always a catch. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Horror genre, I don't do that, but... Uh, but Twilight, New Moon, uh, I think it was the second one of the f- four movies, five movies, too many movies. It, 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 I don't know. It just wasn't good. It wasn't realistic at all, and it wasn't. It was terrible acting. Not a good story. I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry to all you. Twilight Hard fans out there whether you're Team Jacob or Team Edward I don't care it sucked so I'll pass it on to you for your number 3
0: uh, my number 3 is a group one as well uh, The Hangover is 2 and 3 um, <laughs> again The Hangover, the original uh, another cult classic especially in the comedy genre um, very funny um, 2 and 3 uh, not very much um, not very funny not very original not very good. Um, so yeah, Hangover's 2 and 3. Oh, especially 3. Especially 3. That was awful. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my number 3. Alright, my number 2 on the
1: list. Um, Batman and Robin. From back in the late 90s. <laughs> good one. Uh, uh, George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger in there as Mr. Freeze. You got uh, Poison Ivy in there. Uh it's it's not a good movie, guys. I mean, it's hard to say that about Batman because Batman's one of the greatest comic book characters of all time, and he was just very poorly portrayed here, as long as as well as his sidekicks and other supporting members. It it's a shame. Sorry, George Clooney, that's on your record, but it it's not a good movie. It's number 2 on my list of worst sequels, so to you
0: all right my number two is speed two uh cruise control um holy shit this movie was awful <laughs> um uh, again speed the original very fun keanu reeves um uh sandra bullock that's her name um <laughs> very fun movie i remember seeing it when i with as a kid and i thought it was incredible it was, uh, it was one of those movies that every time like I, i'd see it on uh tv like it was hey i'm gonna sit down and watch this movie or at least i'm gonna put it on in the background speed two man uh that, that is something that should never see the light of day on any tv station or we should burn to every copy of it um it's not good keanu reeves was right not to play in it um sandra bullock came back for it and that's a bad bad thing on her record for sure um so yeah speed two comes in number two for me
1: Alright, um, my number one worst sequel of all time. Zoolander 2. This is the worst movie that I've ever paid to see in theaters. Like, the first one, look, I know you're a huge fan of the first one, which, I mean, it's a very funny movie. Uh, it's so stupid, but it's very funny. It's hilarious. This second one just sucked so bad. Like, I don't know, it came out two years ago or whatever and we saw it in theaters, and I, I don't know how they got approved to put that in theaters. It, just the, the story sucked, the acting sucked. And it's a shame because it brought back a majority, if not all, of the like main celebrities in it and added other celebrities in it. But it, it, it sucked. It's the worst movie I've ever paid to see. Uh, I, I'll i let you go to your number one. I could go on, but...
0: All right. Um, My number one... Uh, yeah, my number one is also Z- Zoolander 2. Uh, of course it is. Zoolander 1 is one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. One of the most rewatchable movies I've ever seen. I've probably seen it over 50 times, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. So... It's safe to say I waited 15 years for this sequel to come out. Um, I waited patiently. There was a lot of stalls in it, Um, a lot of hiccups, kind of got put into developmental hell for quite a bit, Um, and then it got announced, and I was very excited for it, and I was very pumped, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and then... Critic reviews came out And they said it was awful And I said You know That can't possibly be right They These critics are dumb This movie cannot be that bad <laughs> And then I watched the movie And then I thought about Gouging my eyes out <laughs> And possibly giving my- <laughs> It's just It is As if Ben Stiller Took a grumpy And then Put it in Put it on In, in theaters it's an abomination to the movie industry. It's an abomination to Hollywood. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I gave it a 20 out of 100.
1: Um, yeah, I think I gave it like a 25. So
0: It was so... And look, uh, maybe in retrospect, it's if you weren't a huge zoolander fan maybe it's not nearly as bad um as like when i see movies i have certain expectations and if they fall very short of them this is how i react it's <laughs> an absolutely but this awful very movie. far from i waited 15 years for ben stiller to put a crap fest in theaters that i went to go see And I've never been more disappointed in anything in my life. And I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I'm an Orioles fan. My whole life is watching disappointment pass me by. And this one fading glimpse I had (laughs) of of a fun time just wasn't there. It just wasn't. (laughs) So, yeah, when, when we decided... Four hours ago, that this was going to be our top five for the week. (laughs) I knew immediately it was my number one. I did not know what two, three, four, and five were going to be. But I knew damn well that Zoolander (laughs) 2 was going to be number one on that list. Because I don't think a movie will ever disappoint me quite as much as that
1: did. I don't recommend it to anybody. Do not watch it. Don't watch it. It's a waste of your two hours.
0: I have sat through one and a half of the human centipede movies and watching this was like being one of the middle centipedes Oof. it was so bad do not watch don't watch this movie don't even look it up on imdb let it go um just re-watch the original like a hundred times and <laughs> just pretend the second one didn't happen um Oh yeah, so gosh. anyway, so anyway, yes, uh, on a brighter <laughs> note, that is the end of our episode, everybody. Um, thank mm-hmm. you again for listening. Episode 12. Um, and next week, I believe we'll have, uh, we'll both have a review for Widows, which I believe we're seeing on Thursday. And you said you will have a review for Fantastic Beasts.
1: Yes, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. The Crimes of
0: Grindelwald. Don't. um
1: don't <laughs>
0: uh which i won't be seeing because uh, you didn't see the first one You're like, i didn't see the first one i don't like the actors in it and there's a lot of things um so yeah anyway uh thanks again for listening everyone find us on twitter um at roll underscore credits pod at facebook on at uh, roll the credits podcast um thanks again everyone for listening like i had mentioned before um Go watch Daredevil Season 3. If you've seen House of Cards, go see Season 6. Uh, go rent the death of Stalin. I cannot recommend it enough. And wait uh, a couple months until you see the, the girl in the spider's web. And um, never,
1: ever, ever see Zoolander 2.
0: Don't you even think about it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Have yeah. a good week.